Hello everyone and welcome to the latest episode of America's Recap. This is for the week of November 14th to the 21st and today I'm going to go over all the major events from this past week. And then at the end, me, Tamor, Adam and a new special guest will be talking about the Electoral College, what we think of it, our opinions on it and whether we support it. But for now, I'm going to start with what happened one week ago, starting with what happened over the past, the last weekend. Um, when SpaceX launched four astronauts to the International Space Station just days after their capsule became the first privately owned spacecraft to be certified by NASA for human spaceflight. This is a historic moment. Uh, it is the start of NASA to start contracting private companies like SpaceX and Boeing to carry NASA astronauts to the International Space Station. And then on Monday, the capsule docked with the ISS. And then also over the weekend, President Trump's campaign team scrapped a major portion of its Pennsylvania lawsuit. Now the campaign will not file to invalidate more than 600,000 votes. Rather, they're going to aim to invalidate small numbers of ballots for reasons such as signatures or errors that were allowed to be changed by voters. Uh, and the importance of this is that now the lawsuits are turning a corner where they might not be able to even aim to overturn the result of any particular state, which could mean that Trump is having a lower and lower and lower chance of having his lawsuits garner success in actually getting any electoral votes at all. On Monday, biotechnology company Moderna released preliminary results from their COVID-19 vaccine. They found it to be 94.5% effective at protecting people from contracting COVID-19. Moderna said that they will file for FDA approval in early December after their safety trials have been completed. Remember that anything in this 90-80% range is far higher than anybody was expecting. Uh, we were expecting figures around maybe 60 or 70%. These are great, great results. Uh, the Trump administration also on Monday, they opened up tracts of land in Alaska's Arctic National Wildlife Refuge, and they're opening it up to oil and gas companies to pick locations where they would like to drill. Um, and they are aiming to sell off the land before January 15th, which is just five days before the inauguration day. Um, and this is an area which was cleared in 2017 uh, to be oil to be drilled for new oil and uh, gas ventures um, under a Republican administration. On Tuesday, the Senate nomination of economist Judy. Judy Sheldon to the Federal Reserve Board of Governors was blocked after she failed to garner enough Republican votes to be nominated, despite the Republicans having a majority in the Senate. The interesting thing is here is that they likely lost because uh, two Republican senators, I believe one of them was Senator Grassley, and there was another one, were infected with COVID-19, and they could not come in and vote. So they actually didn't have enough votes to pass this nominee, which is very rare for a majority party to not be able to pass a nominee from their own party. Also on Tuesday, President Trump fired Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency Director Chris Krebs via Twitter after Krebs called the November 3rd election the most secure in American history. And this comes just over a week after Trump fired Defense Secretary Mark Esper. Speaking of Defense Secretary, the new one named Christopher Miller announced that the U.S. would withdraw thousands of troops from Afghanistan and Iraq by January 15th, just again, just days before inauguration day and the withdrawal would leave about 2,500 troops in each nation which would be down from 4,500 in Afghanistan and 3,000 in Iraq. Senators across both parties were split. Some Democrats supported the move and some Republicans spoke out against the move. On Wednesday, Pfizer released updated final data to show that its COVID-19 vaccine is 95% effective, which is up from their 90% figure just over a week before that. Um, and then with final results and safety trials completed, they submitted their FDA approval on Friday, which I will get into. Also on Wednesday, the Federal Aviation Administration lifted its 20-month ban on the Boeing 737 MAX after it was grounded following two 
uh, crashes within five months, which killed 346 people. The 20-month ban is now lifted, but it will take a couple of months for hundreds of planes, which have been grounded worldwide, to be re-inspected, re-updated, and more than 14,000 pilots to be retrained to properly understand the machines. On Thursday, the CDC released updated guidance urging all Americans not to travel for Thanksgiving celebrations due to rising case numbers, hospitalizations, and deaths across the country. However, despite this, approximately 50 million Americans are expected to travel, whether it's via air, uh, driving, walking, anywhere in the coming days, which is a staggering number um, and is coming as what is traditionally one of the busiest travel periods of the year. Officials are stating that gathering with even one other household can pose a high risk because everybody's going to be doing this at the exact same time. After a hand recount of roughly 5 million votes in Georgia, election officials confirmed that Joe Biden did in fact beat out President Trump by approximately 12,000 votes. And this, if this is a recount, it represented a 0.009% variation from the original results. So not much changed with the recount as was expected. And then finally on Friday, Pfizer and its German partner BioNTech applied for FDA emergency authorization for their COVID-19 vaccine, becoming the first U.S. company to apply for such regulation. Over the coming weeks, scientists at the FDA will analyze the data, scrutinize it, and determine if the vaccine is safe enough to be distributed to the American population. And if it is, people at Operation Warp Speed, which is the program to distribute the vaccine, confirm that it will able to begin distributing it within 24 hours of FDA approval. About 20 million doses from multiple companies are expected to be provided before the end of the year. And next year, about 25 to 30 million doses are expected every month. And then finally from this week, a small story is that Donald Trump Jr., who is the president's eldest son, tested positive for COVID-19 and will now isolate for the foreseeable future. Uh, that is all the important news for the week. Um, now listen to our joint discussion about the Electoral College and our thoughts on it. Um, so please keep listening. Thank you. All right, so I'm here with Adam Tamor and a new guest who is Lexi Fernandez, who's a marketing major at Florida State University and a close friend of Adam. And today we're going to talk about the Electoral College, which uh, a lot of you know has been in the news lately and is a point that is very contentious for a lot of people. Um, and I want to start by going around and asking everyone where they stand on the issue. I am uh, fully against the Electoral College, and I think that uh, it, it needs to be uh, gone rid of. Uh, Lexi? I think that it's a good system. It just has some flaws that can be worked out pretty easily through policy change, but I'm for it just with some modifications. Okay. I'm, I'm personally against it, but I am interested and willing to hear and change my opinion after hearing what Lexi says to see what policies that she thinks are favorable in terms of making it a better system. Okay, I agree with Adam. And finally, mostly, there's a couple of things that change about it to make sure it's, you know, as certain as possible, but I don't see the problem with it. And I don't think a replacement is even sensible at this point. Okay, so I want to start off by, and I think me and Adam are both interested in hearing this. I want to hear Taymor's point of view of why you support it and the reasons behind why you think it's a, you would rather have the Electoral College okay. than a Okay, let's difference. bring up the 2016 election because this is the most classic case of why people don't like the Electoral College, right? Hillary Clinton wins the popular vote by a very solid margin. Donald Trump wins the presidency. What the fuck happened? This is part of the genius in his campaign is that he knew that he couldn't, you know, win those blue states. He couldn't win Cali. He couldn't win um, Washington. Yeah, Washington, New York. New York. He couldn't win those as to for certain. Mix that with the split Democratic base and not so consistent Democratic candidates and the fact that he went to go to these smaller states to get no love from the blue can from that was getting no love from Clinton, and all of a sudden, even though more people voted for Clinton, those people are from the same places: Cali, 
Chicago, uh, yeah, Philly, L.A., San Francisco, all the same places. But Trump made sure to get every state on his side. And it was just enough to tip the balance over in his favor. Now, it didn't happen this year because guess what? Now we actually got competent for a second. And the whole notion, like, I think people started to understand that we can't be divided. Like, Democrats started to understand we can't be divided. We have to vote for this person, vote blue, no matter what. And it was a, more, it was a completely different sentiment. So what I'm trying to say here is the Electoral College is an accurate, it's, yes, it's infuriating, but it's the only way for, it's the only reasonable way, in my opinion, for states to get their voice heard. Now, I agree with part of your statement when you said that uh, you said that Trump was genius, <laughs> in right, campaign. in, in oh. his uh, manipulation or as yes, his campaign and his manipulation of the Electoral College and, and winning the 2016 election that I can agree with. I think that he definitely played the game better than Hillary Clinton and was definitely it's clear. It's very evident. A lot of people have said it that uh, he was able to win because he was able to target those states that gave him an electoral victory. My point is that that shouldn't be necessary in the first place. Um, and the point that I'm making with that is that I don't think the Electoral College, the pros that people uh, try to paint it as, is saying that it, it gives underrepresented states uh, more representation and that it's a fair system for determining the, the next president. I, I don't think those points are fair. And part of the reason for that is because uh, the reason that it was created in the first place by the founders was because it was aiming to prevent uh, like what the founders believed were uneducated and poor masses from having a direct majority rule on who became the next president. And I think that now in the past, what, 200 to 300 years, we have way past that benchmark from people being uh, majority, maybe uneducated people to now, I think we have access, fair access to information enough that we should be able to cast our vote directly, meaning that if there's a majority in the country, they should be deciding who the next president is. Um, but that's like the basis for my point. Um, Lexi or Adam, what do you guys, how do you guys feel about okay, what Taylor uh, said? Sorry, Adam, no, got to butt in real quick. Hear me yeah. out. If you didn't have a system of checks and balances, given there are some flaws, and I can elaborate later once I kind of cover what you guys talked about. Uh, when you have a system that kind of prevents, it's a preventative measure. So like, this is the example I always go to. Love him. He's the GOAT, one of my favorite musicians, Kanye. Can you imagine if, hypothetically speaking, if everybody or majority voted for Kanye West, if the Electoral College didn't exist, he would be elected president. Yeah. That's a pretty good point. I mean, would you really but, want him in the White House when you know he's not necessarily credible? Bro, make run away. But I mean, I mean no, 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 this is entirely My point, though, yeah. because it's like, you think about it. Sure, sure. Yeah, it usually goes in favor of one party or another. But if you remove the system, there are people who are dumb enough Still love Kanye, but dumb enough to write his name. Yeah, and here's what. And imagine, oh, oh. imagine if he had well, gained a big enough okay. following to the point, or literally anyone. Yeah, I want to add to that. Actually. They could. Yeah, go I ahead. I want to add to that. So you had the whole claim. Vishnu had the whole claim about like how, it, or not even a claim. It's kind of facts that they established this so the uneducated wouldn't have such a hard sweep the one way or the other. And I agree with that. You know, if we are. If we have an educated base, it is not, it is, there's no need to have it. Except for the fact that if we, but that means if we're going to have it, we get rid of any media influence whatsoever. And I know that is completely impossible because guess what? The liberal media, or not liberal anymore, the, the media is so polarized and, you know, trying to sell conflict because guess what makes money? Conflict that people, are kind of forced into the way of thinking. So no matter what, we're going to get similar to results across the board. It's, right, more, like, it's more uneducation. People aren't really doing right. other things. That's how, a, I think that's some, how some parties get by, is that they trick masses into thinking that these policies are good for them. 
but true in truth they're bad for they're bad for them they're bad for everyone else one comment on that i think that i actually mentioned this to you guys before we recorded this but a, a big trend and i hate to use that word because when i say trend i think of clothing or something like or like makeup or whatever mm-hmm. was celebrities vote like saying go out and vote which is good but you can't bribe people and i don't know i'm sure you guys have heard of tana mojo (laughs) she she actually violated a law in bribing people to vote for a certain candidate now she would have violated the law whether or not she said biden or whether or not she said trump it didn't matter i mean she basically got up there and said if you send me a picture of proof that you cast a vote for this candidate i will send you like a nude on my only fans and like Didn't that's David funny Dobin but it's illegal the same thing? he had a sweepstakes it's involving a tesla if you vote right it, and it's yeah. illegal that's so le- yeah exactly um, the electoral college because like man if kanye said that i would get a free pair of yeezys i so don't know if he I said, if he, said he, he was gonna drop donda i would have fucking i agree with the media standpoint because how can you actually determine whether or not something is biased right that's like a whole all media, all media issue. Is biased. but when you look at it from that perspective and think about it a lot of people my mom earlier admitted that like she's watched more news and read more media stuff this entire year than she has ever before because we've all been in quarantine or on lockdown so it's like the only thing we have to listen to and to kind of trust is the media and when they're so biased in their opinions and their yeah. presentation it makes it difficult for us to kind of so it's either it's either you have people that only listen to the news because like the average american yeah. probably isn't doing like hardcore research looking up fbi statistics and such seeing where the actual problems in america are Either they watch the news, like CNN, Fox, and MSNBC for that, or they're, you know, the kind of person that says, oh, yeah, the news is fake. I don't listen to it. Let me go to my Alex Jones real quick. <laughs> like, the, the it's two sides. It's two sides. Frog, but- the frog, water makes the frogs. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, like, so, like, you know? No, I totally agree. And it's like, there's something to be said for people who are a little bit out there in their opinions. Like some things are just too extreme to be realistic. Like you have to be logical when you are presenting an idea or a policy, but like back to the whole electoral college thing, I can see why people think it's bad because let's be real. It, it is a little bit outdated. I think that's yeah. why I say like your computer updates, the electoral college could use a couple tweaks, you know, but it gives every state a quote unquote, a heavy quotes, a fair, like per capita estimate of how many votes. Because like, if you only did two votes per state, that's not actually representative yeah. of how many people there are in that state. Adam, did you want to respond to either Lexi or Tamor, or do you, you want me over. to take one of them, or yeah, or what did it. you? You sure? Okay. Well, I mean, uh, to Lexi's point, I understand what you're saying as far as like a fear of an uneducated masses kind of like electing a very, very bad person into office, right? But my point or like my counter to that would be I feel like a lot of Americans already feel that with our current system. And this goes to my greater point that I think both you and Tamor are giving the Electoral College too much credit in solving these problems because I agree with both of you, both what uh, Tamor was saying about the, the Tamor, what were you saying? The uneducated, yeah. you were saying something about the media, right? And Lexi was saying something about like the Kanye hypothetical. I think both of those I understand, but the electoral college doesn't fundamentally solve that. Like, for example, I feel like in 2016, like the, it's kind of crazy to wrap your mind around the fact that the majority of Americans were disappointed and shocked probably at the results of that election. And in a way, that Kanye hypothetical, tone it down a little bit, and that's the 2016 election. In the sense that... Okay, so I noticed that you mentioned 2016. 
this is one before I forget. The only reason why I interrupt it because I don't want to forget it. I am not saying that the system's mm-hmm. perfect. You know, yeah. I don't trust politicians. I think every never single politician lies. I think they're all sleazy, dirty, politicians and they never tell the truth. And when you look at something like the 2016 election, that brings things like that into question. It's like who it's actually kind of funny because in my sophomore year of high school, um, I was talking to my history teacher and I said to her, I was like, yeah, I know that it's projected in the polling that Hillary is going to win, but what would happen if one of the people in the electoral college went back on their word? And her argument was just, it's frowned upon to do that. And I said, but it's not directly illegal, right? And she said, well, no, it's not illegal, but like, it's not usually gonna happen, but it literally did the next day. So that's, Mm -hmm. I agree with you in the sense that it, we, I don't want to give it too much credit because it's nowhere near perfect, but no system really is. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. No system is perfect. But my point is that I don't think that using the hypothetical gives the electoral college an advantage in that situation. I think in either situation, if someone like Kanye were to <laughs> I keep using Kanye, but if someone like Kanye were to say, like, let me give you a free T-shirt if you vote for me, or like, like Tamor said, I'll release my album. Um, then I think it, an equal impact will be registered in both the national vote and in um, the electoral college. Because if you look at the electoral college in almost, I think, in the majority of the swing states or some of the swing states, um, the amount of people who voted third party would be enough to swing the state in the opposite direction. So I think that's a problem just inherent in our voting system in general. And I think that's one that can be easily solved if we did something like a ranked voting system versus just pick the one candidate who you think is uh, like the best. Do you think best. that, oh um, yeah, let Adam, Adam did talk, you, we've literally yeah. Yeah, like, uh, Speak. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we're gonna run with the Kanye hypothetical just because why the hell not? It's easy. Easy. We have to remember that the yes, average American or the general population does not consist of the same decision or brain power that we've been exposed to. You know, the average. Explain, like elaborate. Considering the fact that the three, all four of us have gone through the private school system, we've been surrounded by fairly intelligent individuals, right? Yeah. But the same standard does um... not apply to some. I'm gonna let you finish. Oh, sissy for the Kanye. I disagree with that. Sen- I strongly disagree with that sentiment that the people that I went to school with yeah, were they- smart because their parents just had money. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. but the fact of the matter would. is, we've been exposed to some sort of brain, some sort of maybe you life. did back in Jersey because they actually taught school back there. All right, damn. Call out, just call out everybody. Jersey, all the smoke. Well, uh, can I can I yeah, add on Adam's it. point really quick? I think I understand. I think I understand what he's trying to say. Right. Is that it, so? Think Jersey, uh, maybe outside Jersey, us, Florida, being, you know, you in a it. private. Oh, <laughs> Adam, not Kansas. Adam, you know? I was saying something. Adam, Adam, Adam. I was saying something. <laughs> no, I was helping you. So I think, uh, or uh, what I'm interpreting Adam is saying is that. Um, think outside of just being in a private school, but just in, and this doesn't apply to everyone equally, but on the whole, being able to go to an institution where your school is not being like constantly defunded or being like subject to budget cuts or things of that nature and having, I know a lot of, it's easy to poke jabs at um, any one school, which is totally fair, but I think that to some extent, Adam is right of us being, lucky enough to have um, uh, an education where we're at least somewhat more uh, involved in like the political atmosphere around us. And that's not just our school. I think that's just us being on this podcast hey, is an example of that. Uh, I was um, going to say Adam, the idea that running with this idea of brain power is the idea that I can articulate my own opinions and say what I want to say without aid, Vishnu. But yeah, you can keep Damn. talking. You can keep oh, talking. Go sorry, it, sorry. My bad. I have nothing to say. You said no, 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 no. Keep going. Should <laughs> me and Tamor come in and see what you're gonna say? You go first. <laughs> me? Okay. Well, 
My first argument is that, like, I, while I did go to, like, a, what some might refer to as a nice school, from my perspective, I just don't see it that way, but, you know, it's okay. I also grew up around a lot of people who had a much different mindset than me because they were raised very differently because they grew up with a lot of money and I did not, which is a good thing because it taught me the value of money, but... When I look at something like that, I feel as though it's almost like when people say, oh, I believe this because my parents believed it or because my siblings believed it. Or like because your religion says it. You have, you have the power to make your own choices. It's just really up to you to take that extra step and really develop an interest for certain issues like the Electoral College. Like the first thing that I would change about it would be that I like the idea of a ranking system. I don't necessarily know how that would work because it might divide up the vote too much, but I think that... I can explain it if you want. Okay, so with the ranked voting system, and this is different, you could have a... I guess you could technically have a ranked voting system and still have an Mm -hmm. electoral college, but how it will work is that each uh, individual can... Uh, get a list of like their number of preferred candidates in a row. So like, for example, a lot of people today, a lot of people would not vote third party because technically it is wasting your vote if you're under the impression that they will never win an election. With a ranked voting system, you completely eliminate that fear because what happens is, let's say I like Jill Stein, Green Party, and I put them as number one, and then I put Joe Biden as number two. If enough people vote at Jill Stein, vote Jill Stein to reach a certain threshold, I can't remember the percent, maybe it's like 30, 40, or 50 percent, and enough people do that, then she's elected to, to, have, to be the, the next person mm-hmm. by majority rule, right? And all the people who are under that threshold, the minorities, everyone who voted for them, their choice goes to number two. So let's say Jill Stein didn't reach the threshold, then your vote isn't wasted and instead goes to the second candidate. And that would be Joe Biden or whoever it is, and then that candidate would end up winning. And this would give a very uh, equal platform to third-party candidates who right now have virtually like zero chance at winning I like the election. That. I like that. Um, I like so the yeah. idea behind it, but... I wouldn't want number two to be my president. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and especially like number two, I just, like, I think it's a good, like, <laughs> hypothetical resolution, but I don't think it would ever happen just because politics are very set. Politicians are very yeah. set in their ways. In Maine, in Maine, they, in Maine, they actually started doing it and the, the people right. there liked it because the reason is that in comparison to what we have now, it's already so bad. Yeah. I mean, I hear what you're saying. I don't want my, my number two choice to be president. I but mean, look what we have today. Right now, like, like just, just the idea that like we have to choose between two people who a lot of people hate both sides um, of the aisle, and they're not really left with another choice. Well, is that here's the voting thing, though. Just here's the thing, though. Bring just in that, wait, 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 wait. This, this actually brings me to – sorry, was that Adam? Yeah. Sorry, Adam. This actually brings me to a point. You brought up a good point. Okay, but when you said that third-party candidates don't get enough, like, traction behind their campaign, and this also ties into what Mm -hmm. was said about media influence before. So these two come together at this point where you look at it and you're like, the only reason why they don't gain that traction is not because people wouldn't like them, because obviously they're running for office, enough people like them to where they're able to do that. It's because all of the funding goes Democrat or Republican, and that's where the issue, I think, that we previously mentioned with the media comes in. It's not necessarily bias, but it's just who... It shouldn't be a game of who has the most money. It should be a game of who has the best set of ethical and moral values and policy ideas. Fair, but I think that the electoral college exacerbates that problem because I and and the reason I'm saying that and this is in response mostly to what Tamor said about the media and how uh, that plays into his argument in support of a electoral college. I think it actually works against it because I I don't think I don't give much credit to the electoral college at all for for helping to solve any of these problems that any of us were talking about today. Rather, I think that it kind of is a it's it's an 
outdated, antiquated system where politicians have to play by this rule of going to Iowa and then um, Florida and then Ohio and all the little swing states and just to win over their vote and get their little the little wait, farmer wait, wait, in wait, Indiana wait. or whichever what the swing fuck's state the problem is there. In that? Yeah, what's up? Listening to Americans. Yeah, let me get to <laughs> it. The problem. No, no, that that is the problem. No, the problem. The problem with that is, yeah, it sounds great in theory that you're hearing from all these smaller, marginalized groups and that, boom, that's a net benefit. But you're completely ignoring the fact that in states like California, Texas, New York, literally any state that is not a swing state is ultimately ignored. And I'm not saying that the popular vote is a solution to that because it's almost, if not, it's almost... Uh, as bad if not a little bit better because you know with the popular vote then you end up ignoring the swing states and you end up focusing on popular states my point is that and the point that uh the electoral college helps to give a voice to like okay. smaller people a, is a... not a point in support of it it's actually a point against both systems and, and just the only reason i'm saying that a great example is that for example if you're a republican voter in California, one of the like three or four million people who voted, your vote quite literally means nothing in this election. Like your vote is completely invalidated because you already know that your state is gonna swing Democratic. Whereas in a national election, every person would get one vote. And I feel like now in 2020, when we have a fair idea of who the American, the average American is, I think that's okay, the most so fair here's what way I will to say conduct elections. About like why we look at like if that logic can be used for Texas. If you're a blue voter in Texas, chances are you are never, you're not getting shit, right? So here's what my thing is about that whole logic thing. It relies on swing states. Think about why swing states are swing states. Why are there so like you know populous major populous, cities. yeah populous major cities but also it's kind of about like what these states are known for tell me what california is known for real quick fish uh i mean they're uh, like in for mm-hmm. in terms of party lines they're very liberal they're i mean they're a hub for technology companies and, and all and they're a, they have the most successful economy i guess out of any state uh, New York, uh, very similar to California, actually, a huge hub for business. Again, Utah? liberal. Um, Adam, yeah, do you want to add yeah. anything? I'm good. I want to. I want to finish my anecdote here. Utah. Um, yeah. Utah. Uh, Utah is a tougher one. I mean, then they have like they have like Salt more, Lake more City, cri- I more guess. Christian, right? Mormons, Mormons. That, that's Texas. all I can really say. Sure. Texas, similar to California and New York in business, but now leading right. Um, no, and now they also right trade via the like. No, four states. Four states that use. Right, right. I, I didn't say right? why. I was just saying that they lead All right. All setting their values. Yeah. That's their base states, right? Unless somehow there's another party switch or somehow something kind of causes them to turn one way or the other. Like there's some sort of new, like Republican new wave that makes blue states red or some blue wave that makes red states blue. That doesn't matter. Now describe Ohio to me. Nothing really memorable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nothing really memorable. I, what I say is, I, you have stuff like Cleveland. Know. Yeah. But you also have like you know a little bit more. It's not as strong as like L.A. or Chicago that it would overpower its r- rural counties. The rural counties count for more in those states. So Ohio, Wisconsin, they're more you know. A little bit more in the middle, and that's where it counts. You are getting the perspective of every single American on the political spectrum. Your hard left will vote left. Your hard right will vote right. Work on the middle. That's what every president's trying to do. They're trying to get the people in the middle. Well, yeah. They, well, not, not this year. This year doesn't this count, but most people are going to be trying to say, like, <laughs> you suck, you, you're conflicted on who to vote for. Here, let me come in. Let me talk to you about why I'm good. Let me talk to you about why he's not good and make your own decision off that. I mean, here's my point is that that dynamic does not change much when you go to popular voting. When you go to a system that says, like, let's just give each person one vote, right? I totally understand what you're saying, right? 
my point is that this is not a point like the point that you're trying to make is not one for the electoral college nor is it one for a popular vote it's a point against both of them which is why i was very interested to hear i'm going to ask right after i wanted to hear what lexi had in mind if you had anything in mind of like you mm-hmm. said you wanted like little changes and i wanted to hear because both of these systems have a fundamental problem which is that you're ignoring some subsection of voters whether with the electoral college it's californian republicans or texas democrats or whatnot both of which are made of tens of millions of people whose votes essentially get ignored um versus a popular voting system Can where you're right rural and states that i guess yeah let me just say yeah and Sure. And whereas with the popular system, like you were saying, rural states tend to get ignored. But my fundamental point on why I believe the popular vote would be better, definitely not perfect, is that you at least avoid having a situation where people's votes don't matter. And there are some people's votes who matter a hell of a lot more. And I just don't think that that's a fair and equitable way to hold elections. And I think that that discourages people from going out to vote because they feel as though either their vote doesn't matter or they're caught between two sides in a swing state. Um, so, I mean, that's just, that's okay, my point. So, I do want to hear what you have to say, though. And Lexi as well. We, and yeah, Adam. Adam, I'm sorry. I'm fucking yeah, yeah, Adam. 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 Yeah, so. You guys can continue. Man, go it's, for it. I think I this is more sure. of a battle for Adam's stance. So whoever whoever he sways towards wins. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask Adam okay. something. Okay. I just want to make a but I want to hear from we Timor. Live, Lexi. America Timor is a Republican democracy. It is not a traditional democracy, like the Greeks had. This is more so where we elect, where we have elected officials elected by the people make these choices for you if i had to make the change to electoral college one <laughs> increase the one increase the contingency plan so electors don't be don't make unfaithful votes and two we elect our electoral college because i'm pretty sure people like want like i'm not sure we know every single elect, elector do we yeah uh, we do. Uh, I, I don't really know about. That. I mean, like the yeah, average. We should elect them. I mean, I, I do. Yeah, I. I uh, they shouldn't yeah, be random, going. and they shouldn't be hidden. Uh, it, Protected, maybe. I respect your argument of the the like the de- type of democracy that we have, like a constitutional republic or whatever it is. Um, I just think that when you look at the issue directly head on. I see more pros for eliminating it or at least significantly reforming it because to me when you say that like we just because we have that type of uh, institutional de- constitutional democracy that we have to abide by that in every respect I disagree because I think over uh, the past however many years we have moved a lot more towards uh, a representation of a direct democracy because we used to pick um Senators used to yeah. be picked by um, electors too, or they used to be picked by some arbitrary system, and then that was replaced. The vice president, I yeah. think, used to be picked by a, a different system. I can't remember everything off the top of my head. Jack well, my Ashes point is that. McConnell and fucking yeah. Lindsey Graham. Yeah. I, mean, I get it. I mean, but in technicality, again, the senator, that is a different system, but I, I respect your point. I just disagree with it. Um, for Lexi, I wanted to ask. So, what did you have any actually, like changes in mind, I, or or not anything? I actually anything? do. Um, the first thing that I wanted to point out is okay. that the most significant issue with the electoral college, in my eyes, is gerrymandering. And we all took history; we know what it is. But it's basically like mm-hmm. whoever has the. It's what I mentioned previously. Whoever has the most funding is more likely to win popular vote or not like you're just more like if you put out more quality advertisement and are able within your budget to visit more states multiple times you are more likely to reach a general like a larger audience so like statistically speaking gerrymandering is like the biggest issue with the electoral college and i feel as though if 
I, I know it's impossible to like remove funds, but if they could set a limit so that everybody kind of gets an even playing field, like if you set a ceiling, if you set a price can, ceiling on yeah. something, you can't go above mm-hmm. it. And if you do, then it's not necessarily credible. Right. And so that would be my first thing, which would be something difficult to get past. But my other issue is that let's say that we did what you suggested and kind of just got rid of it. Um, that would lead to a misfire election. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but it's basically like if it would happen if uh, neither candidate got a majority. Let's say this year nobody reached 270 somehow. Um, it would lead to a misfire election mm-hmm. where it's like you question the integrity of anything and everything. Because as it is, I've had friends who have told me that they didn't have to provide an ID to vote which I see as an issue. Um, But aside from that, I mean, it, I see what you're saying, but it's just, I'm trying to think in like a feasible mindset. I just don't know if it would exact, like he said, Lindsey Graham got elected and he, can I cuss? We've been cussing. Shit bag. Like he's yes, one of can. the worst, genuinely worst people I've ever listened to speak. And like you look at that and I agree with you when you say it's not an <clears throat> accurate representation of what all of the people want, but then again, not everything is. Like I got elected to my sorority's executive board last week on Thursday, but I know that not everybody in the sorority voted for me. It was just majority wins. You know what I mean? Yeah, Adam, did you want to did you want to respond to Lexi? Yeah, Adam, we want to hear what you have to say. Do you have a question, Brad? No, I have nothing to say. Yeah, I do want to hear your opinion. Don't don't you have a question, Brad? Though. Oh, okay. Yeah, you you said you had like something to ask him. Oh me? Oh shit, shit, shit! Yeah, you're right, Uh, Adam. Can I ask you a question or no? Okay, fine. Um, well, uh, I will, uh, so to, to Lexi's point, I, I actually yeah. really agree with your first point on the, the fact of money in politics. And I thought, I don't know if you know about this, but a policy solution that has been proposed has been called, uh, like publicly right. funding campaigns, which means that like for every dollar that a person donates, it's matched by five times, which, and combined with that, you would eliminate all like corporate PAC donations, um, which would, I think would deal a great deal of benefit towards actually funding grassroots campaigns and getting them off the ground. Um, to the second point, I was a little confused, uh, what you meant by the misfire, because in a, like in a popular election, you would think that just like the person with more votes would win. What so do you mean by like, when a would a misfire happen? Like, kind of like what you guys were referring to in 2016. It's like, um, let me think, let me think. I think it happened with Mitt Romney. I believe he lost the popular vote and won the Electoral College, or maybe it was George Bush, don't quote me. But basically, a misfire election would be more likely to happen because you look at it this way and it's like, the electors and everybody who's responsible for counting the votes as if it's already not coming into question this election season. I mean, there has been more controversy and like speculation around all of it in the media and whatnot. But the way that you look at something where there is no system, no checkpoint, for us for our vote to go through while i agree that like it's not perfect i would rather this than like a tyrant be elected because you never know i mean like a lot of leaders in history have been a wolf in sheep's clothing and said that they were going to do amazing things by using big words and fancy gestures but in reality they ended up i mean hitler caused mass genocide you know, it's, but he had all of those people that voted for her or like that chose him to be their leader. He had them convinced that he had them fooled. So you just never know. 
Yeah, I mean, but I think that that's not a point against popular voting as much as it, it is, is a, a, it a, is point a point against, against like, popular voting. Uh, though, I'm tying back. I'm tying back well, into like and, my initial statement where I say like, you have to have that system of, you have to have it checked. Well, the way I would respond to that is saying like I actually I don't see the electoral college as being a check because with the electoral college versus popular voting, if someone like a tyrant who he is uh, like utilizing things that are popular at the time, like you could say Hitler as an example, I guess, if they want to win an election, the electoral college is not going to stop them from doing that. In fact. I could make the argument that it makes that, it worse that's where... because then you have um you could effectively have a minority. Wait, one thing is that you could have a minority of people electing that person to op- office rather than saying why not go via a majority approach and well, get the majority. Well, I think you're people. I, you're overstating how like, common yeah. it is for the electoral college to yeah. not follow the popular vote. And it it's works very both, yeah, uncommon. It's... Like twenty. It is, however, but it, I think every time it does happen is critical because it. even if you're saying, I know it's only happened five times in history, this is something that's yeah. a lot more major than just something to pass by. Okay. Well, it's, it's not a, a mistake. mistake it's of the not electoral a mistake because the These electors are the, dictate who they're going to vote for, and they actually could make it public knowledge. I don't really know. I believe that they openly state who they are casting their vote for. But it's not like that's just how it works. It's like if you have, see, you know yeah, I mean? if they we'll keep reach going. X, if they reach the quota, then they cast that vote. If not, but it's like people change their minds. I mean, I don't know how many people went from Trump to Biden or Biden to Trump. I I couldn't tell you, but you know. It, you see, my point is not on that. It's not on the electors like changing their vote. But that's why they. That's why it it's goes like, against it's, the popular. It's a part. That's literally the only reason why it happens. No, I think the events of electors actually like voting against their their required party is extremely that's rare. What like, to in the, it's a problem, though. but it's not something. No, I think it was just that. Because Donald won the uh, the electoral college by seventy four votes, and there's no way well, that seventy four people voted against. Well, their no, own, not necessarily to um, say that. Like it's party, those people had already agreed to cast a vote for Donald Trump. Sure, and going with that, my point is not against that. It's not about that. It's that I don't think that that is like that is a fundamentally right way to be doing this like it's a it's a part of the electoral college and i think that it's an incorrect part of the electoral college and it's a point against it because every time that that's happened the five times that that's happened the reality is so sad is that you now have a president of the highest office in the united states elected for the next four years on a minority, minority but it's a big minority. It's not like it's a thousand people. It's about it's like yeah. neck and neck, pretty much. It's not seventy. Not necessarily, actually. Donald Trump lost. Yeah, but still, yeah, that's millions of people. That's so seventy cute. to seventy-four. It's still seventy-four million, seventy million. That's not necessarily a huge minority. Yes, but then, yeah, yeah, but then you should say like, oh, okay, if the margin's not that huge, wouldn't you want to go with the the person who's getting more votes in the election? Like, it doesn't make sense to go with the person who's Hillary Clinton, who won by two point eight million votes, and having her lose the election because of an electoral college system that is aiming to provide representation for these states, but in reality is invalidating millions of votes. In this case, more states voted red. What's up? More people live somewhere because here's the thing, right? Yeah, but states don't vote. People are voting. Every person should get one vote in this election. I like. I don't. My point is that I don't see how that point is not fairly easy to understand. Like that is not corruption or is not a manipulation of our election. It's just a very simple idea of saying that 
instead of making a complex system that's disenfranchising certain voters and leading to situations where the minority is now tyrannizing the majority, why don't we just say let's go with the majority system? Yes, there are flaws, but I think it's a hell of a lot better than because the problems with it cannot be addressed. Because I do not see like fundamental responses to all the different problems with the electoral college. I'm not just talking about but if you say, YouTube, but, but if I'm you talking say about anybody. Every state deserves a vote, or every person deserves a vote. The electoral college bouncing back to what we said like 20 minutes ago. It focuses on the smaller states that don't usually have amplification in what they want to be heard. Yeah, but it amplifies them, but it also silences the millions of people who happen to be in states that vote against them and or the majority in that, that particular it, state is against way. them. Now their the vote that you're phrasing it, it sounds like it's more of a media coverage issue. Because like Wait, president the president elect Joe Biden, he did not visit as many places as Donald Trump did, but he still visited a great deal of smaller states and cities and more prominent ones in this election. Now, it's the way that the media picks and chooses which to show and which not to show that makes other people think, oh, well, like what you were saying, it silences the majority. I don't necessarily think that because... Three, I don't remember exactly how the California map looked, but the th it was like the most populous cities in California keep that state blue. Yeah. You know what I so mean? So that's like... In Nevada. Yeah, right. And, and Las Vegas. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. So it's not necessarily silencing them because they have the yeah. general population to overpower those smaller places. But on a national scale, it is silencing them. When you have a situation where the person with less votes wins, then you are effectively like silencing them. Because maybe in that individual state, they're being moved by the whatever, 6 million, 7 million Democratic votes. But then in the national election, those like 3 million people who voted Republican are totally tossed away, which is why, which brings me to my next point. And this is different than the media, which in response to that, I think that the media is a very separate issue. And yes, it plays into this on an ideological scale. But uh, as far as deciding whether between an electoral college or a, or a popular vote, I don't think the, the media is really a point that helps the electoral college. But my, my greater point um, is that... The one of the only reasons that the electoral college has stayed in power, because right, like the reason, the need to abolish it would require a constitutional amendment, which would need majority support in majority states. I think it's like two thirds of state. I don't know if Tamor Adam knows or Lexi knows. Is it like two thirds of state legislatures mm -hmm. have to vote to make a constitutional amendment? Something like yeah. that. And um, one of the only reasons that it has stayed along for so long is because. It is the only way that Republicans are able to significantly keep their majority in quite literally any section of the government. And when I say that, I mean that in literally most of modern history, every Republican uh, president who has won, or at, at least for, like, I think there was a statistic, I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's that if you just had a popular vote, None of the modern day Republicans would win since like nineteen. Right, but the argument is to be said that they're not necessarily traditional Republicans. Yeah. Like Donald Trump is not what you would I'd think to be an or actual Ronnie. Republican. So like if if you yeah. looked at it because the Democratic candidate is chosen in a different way than the Republican. That I think is a fundamental issue. I think they should be chosen in the same way, but hey, they're not. Um, Wait, what do you mean by that? Explain. So, Bernie Sanders was, well, Bernie Sanders for the past two election seasons was more popular among American citizens, but they are elected by delegate and superdelegate votes. Are you familiar with that? Yes. Okay. Then, so then yeah, keep going. The Democratic candidate in and of itself isn't exactly who the Democrats want it to be. You know, when you look at it that yeah. way, it's just not, Joe Biden wasn't their first choice or, yes, yeah. well, Joe Biden wasn't their first choice, but Hillary Clinton wasn't either. They wanted mm -hmm. Bernie Sanders, but 
they the between the voting system for the Democratic candidate, they chose Hillary Clinton because they're like, oh, she's the I guess safer option. Not really considering mm-hmm. all that's come out about her, but um, then you look at the Republicans, and it's more so of the kind of thing that you're saying. They don't have as much restriction on who they pick and choose. It's not between delegate and superdelegate votes. It's more so just, like, because if it was that way, do you really think that they would have chosen Trump to begin with? I mean, in technicality, Trump did end up winning the election, so their, their bets were hedged correctly. Right, but, but, I, but yeah. he's not like the traditional image of a Republican, you know? Mm. And that's what causes so much divide even within the republican party there are republicans that don't like Donald. yeah exactly so moving with that point i fundamentally think that this it is not he under under my ideal system he never should have been able to win the 2016 election and clearly in 2020 now i think most people are clear on the fact that he all he did not win this year although he's still right fighting against that my point is that if, if we actually did a majority voting system where the, each person has one vote and the person who has the most at the end wins the election, then you would not have Republican candidates being elected to office who are elected by fewer than the majority of people, who are elected by the, the, the section of voters who are less than the people who voted for the other candidate. Well, because, no, wait, let me say one thing is that that only further fuels this, what you're saying is, uh, you're saying is the, like, not a representation of the Republican Party today. Okay, if they're not a representation, then with a popular vote, they would have lost and they would have been forced to change because they're losing by massive margins, right? 2.8 million votes is not nothing. This year, I think it was six or seven million, I'm pretty sure it was six, six or seven million votes to lose by and they're still holding on i believe i think okay i'll check but i regardless i think that by these huge margins they should lose and they should be changing to better adapt and better to um garner the support of the american people because my point is that in 2016 i don't think he won with the support of the the people because clearly he lost like by by if you're tiling it by a majority minority Here's one sentiment that I'm going to put out there and then I'll let everybody else talk. When you look at some this whole issue, it doesn't start with the Electoral College. Because I know you're saying abolish it, you know, get rid of it, do a popular vote. But you can't just do that off the bat. you got to sure. start from the ground up. So sure. you got to start with a more fair state voting system, which honestly state elections are just as important, if not more. Yeah. Um. Then you got to move to the Democratic Party because technically Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton for the past two years are not who the Democrat Party wanted to be on that debate stage. Sure, sure. So you need to change that system. Mm-hmm. And then you can work toward the bigger issue, which is the monstrous electoral college. But you can't... The, the reason why I have an issue with people saying get rid of it altogether, you, gotta, you can't just get rid of it and then expect everything to work. You have to kind of chip away at the foundation in order for it to separate i 100 yeah 100 percent agree with you on that my oh uh yeah yeah, i'd say that it's a lot that elections right now are not just because of the electoral college and popular vote no matter what we switch to or if we even switch at all or even if we just make adjustments and reform and all that it's a problem about you know the right kind of candidates that we're putting up the whole party system as a whole the political, polit- the you know, the media itself. So education again. Somehow every problem in America stems from education. Crazy, but you know we underfund that. But do you yeah. guys? I have uh, a quick question. Yeah. Do you think that it's okay for certain states to? put off elections so like in the sense that georgia put off the senate election um i mean it's it to be fair the method by which they do it is actually somewhat smart to have a runoff meaning that if one candidate doesn't garner 50 percent of the vote then they're forced to rerun 
I actually understand because, and the reason why I I think that that's fine is because that's the only way that you can, like you were saying, begin to chip away at the problems of voting. Because if if you said like, hey, all states cannot do that, all states have to operate under the same voting structure, then Maine never would have been able to experiment with this ranked voting system that I'm talking about. And now because they were able to, we have solid evidence that it works and that it's a really cool system actually and that maybe we can use it. And that in Georgia, the runoff system is... It's interesting, but we're learning about it at least. Um, and I don't think that it, it's like a it's a really terrible, awful thing because it delays the results, sure. But um, I don't think it's part of like fraud or corruption or anything like that. I just want to say one thing to go back to your earlier point. I 100% agree with you on the fact that you have to fundamentally fix a lot of the issues from the ground up. My only point was to say that once you get past those issues which are different from the electoral college then i think the electoral college is not the ideal system and that there are more arguments for switching away from it rather than sticking with it but speaking on the issue as a whole that's a really good point i agree with you yeah um i just didn't agree with like what tamor was saying like to defend the electoral college um but yeah, Adam, did you want to say anything? God damn it, yeah, you Adam, you have regionals or something? Like, what's going on? <laughs> Adam, are you still there? He's Adam? there, I heard him breathe. Bro, what? Was it because I I, it's, I interrupted you? It's because you. we interrupted him. I'm sorry, uh, Adam. I'm, I, I'm sorry, Adam, I didn't mean to do that i just thought that lexi was was misinterpreting your i'm a bold personality i just talk a lot i'm sorry is adam still there bro he is uh i literally just texted him but i also texted him all right well that's okay um hopefully adam is is, uh i'm just waiting for the i'm just waiting for I am also waiting for a no or for him to leave. I hope he doesn't leave. But I mean, I think that was a great discussion. Lexi, did you have fun? Did you did you enjoy I did, that? I did actually no? like this. Can I come back? I wanted. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, this was really good. I I respect. I actually I totally agree with what Lexi said. Lexi brought me more over to uh, understanding why this is not like the first thing that we need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah. still do disagree but with Tim Moore on I'm a lot of points, but I respect his opinion. Things. I guess in my thinking, in a complete miss, I forgot about priority choice mm-hmm. voting. So I guess like and we have factors some things in my thinking. It's like you know, maybe when we come around next time, I'll be different. Maybe yeah, I I don't like maybe I don't, maybe not. We'll have to no, see. I got reason. No, like, no, like, I don't like changing no. my mind. I'm too busy. Yeah. Like, no conversation with me changing my mind that fast. I that's my fair. views are my views are not a summary yeah, from I'm one person. Stubborn. They are amalgamations of views from other people. Hmm. That's very interesting. I'm very different because on the on the immigration yeah, night, like, Ethan brought me a little bit over I'm to his side. Well, I brought him over. Maybe to I, mine. I don't know. I'll have to think about it more. Quirky like that. Woo! He's just quirky. quirky like that. He's a little bit different. He's a little bit different. All right. Um, any uh, suggestions for next week, or do you want to just go as it goes and share ideas yeah. as it goes? Yeah. I I gave you guys some pretty good ideas. I mean. Yeah, I, I actually like your ideas. If you guys ever do something about anti-vax, like misinformation, please, uh-huh. please yeah, I would like here. to talk about. Yeah, okay, that would be really good. That was my dude. That was for my. That was my seminar. I cannot. Especially because of anti-vaxxing, I did that. Oh my lord! You know, another really good thing would be. I mean, since, like, the hot-button issue is going to be the election for a while. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know what you guys should talk about? You guys can totally cut this out if you want, but Mm -hmm. did you guys know Bill Gates was banned from India? I did not. He promised them, like, a miracle vaccine for polio. I mean, fact-check me, but I'm pretty sure they were like, please never come back. It ended up killing a shit ton of people. Oh. I just looked and it's saying that it's false. Um, 
Let me. It check. says okay. So it says he wasn't like banned from India, but essentially, it did more harm than good. Or you guys could talk about, yeah, I mean, that's a good subject, though. This kind of brought me into what I was going to say. Do people like Bill Gates or Elon Musk have the leeway to hop over into vaccines? Yeah, I'm probably honestly talking about the- Like, do you think that they're credible enough Like, the rich in general, like the 1% in general, like taxing the rich, like the power they have. True. Like, oh, a good one would be: Can anyone, can anyone become a billionaire yeah. without exploitation? I'm surprised we haven't talked. Ah, that's a good one. I'm surprised we haven't talked about a lot of shit. What am I saying? What am I saying? Yeah. Yeah. The problem. I understand what you're saying with the Bill Gates one. I mean, the problem is there's a. Oh my lord! There's so much yeah. like misinformation surrounding that topic. Uh, but I do. I understand what you're saying. Um, I had a lot of fun. I thought this was yeah. really this was a good conversation. So I want to thank uh, Lexi for coming on. Thank and I hope you. you had fun. Um, and if anyone's still listening, join us next week, and we'll have another fun conversation. Hopefully, one where Adam is a little more excited to be involved in. But yeah. um, <laughs> all right. I love-